Hello and welcome to the Mind Body Fertility Podcast. I'm Fran, a fertility mindset coach. And this is Jen, and I'm a functional fertility coach. In this podcast, we talk about a range of mind body topics, all relevant to your fertility journey. From evidence based tools to sharing about our own and our clients' experiences when it comes to optimizing health, improving your chances of getting pregnant, and also enhancing your quality of life. You are not alone. Our goal with this podcast is to support you in getting pregnant, to be the friends who get it. And that's why in each episode, we bring together functional healthcare and mindset tools that will help you get pregnant. We are super passionate about what we do and want to support as many people as possible. You know how lonely trying to conceive can be. So please subscribe to this podcast and even better, leave a review so that more people can find us. Do you have any questions for us? We would love to hear from you and answer your questions in our next episode. You can send your questions via email to mind body fertility podcast at gmail.com now let's get started hi jen Fran, how are how you? Are you good how are you doing well doing well i think we finally get spring here in washington state finally oh that's beautiful <laughs> yeah here too i mean today is a little bit colder than it was last week but yeah we've been having some really nice and sunny and warm days here which is so nice to have good time of day i love this time of the year i love the flowers i just love it yeah minus the pollen yeah well i don't really i know it's that's a lot of people struggle a Um, lot of people struggle i thankfully don't have allergies but i mean yeah i don't too pollen count has been pretty high around here just you know that's just that's just part of the part of the you know deal springtime gorgeous weather high pollen anyways <laughs> anyways so here we are another podcast um i think this is going to be podcast number 12 yay yes number 12 um so the topic today that we wanted to chat about um and anyone listening you might resonate with today's chat and topic if you ever had something that is generally called a failed cycle. So if you ever had a treatment cycle or even a natural month that you were really hoping and you were really sure that was going to be that month that you really um, made you feel really positive about it and then it didn't happen. So dealing with that negative result, dealing with um, a disappointing treatment cycle outcome. This is what Jen and I are going to talk about. Um, It's going to be a chat pretty much based on our um, interpretation of these scenarios. And I want to just open up by saying everyone, deals with that situation a very different way um jen and i come from different perspectives in the fertility arena 
So um, I'm sure we'll have different ways of dealing with some of these outcomes too. And so we thought it would be interesting to integrate or to um, come together with both perspectives um, when you are dealing with that situation of a negative test result or a failed cycle um, that hopefully you get something out of it, something that might be able to help you today if you are dealing with it now, uh, sending lots of hugs and warmth and light to you right now. But I hope that this podcast also helps you in not only dealing with the now, but also moving forward. Yeah, that was a great, great intro, Fran. Um, and, you know, we want to, I guess, preface this in like, this is for people also who feel like they did everything right. Like they followed all the advice they got. They did, you know, they followed their medication regimen perfectly. You know, they, you know, did everything that they were told to do and you still didn't get the outcome that you wanted or you desired. And so that can hit pretty darn heavy. Um, when like you're left with this, just like, okay, well, I did it all perfectly and it still didn't work. So I guess this is, you know, you know, we, we kind of allow that to let us kind of spiral into this super negative kind of doomsday mindset. That's really hard for a lot of us to pull out of, um, and we don't know how to help ourselves out of that. So hopefully this discussion, you know, if you've ever been in that situation, I'm sure a lot of you have in, you know, different situations in your life. Um, and so hopefully this will be helpful, a helpful discussion for you um, to be able to come away with some um some good, some good takeaways, right. On like how to process that if that happens again. Um, and you know what you can do next time to make it less impactful, less dramatic for lack of a better word. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, impactful. Yeah. Impactful. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you touched on something that would be a great place to start um which is the when that happens i normally see the and we have this as human beings this this tendency to blame you know to not blaming in like you have to find your brain needs to find the reason why so you're questioning why 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 you need an explanation you need an explanation make it make sense right because we hate uncertainty. Uncertainty for us means threat, means danger, means death. You know, in a life and death situation, if you're uncertain, that could be, mean death. So what I normally see is that most people tend to turn into themselves. So they start saying, um, it's my health, I'm an unhealthy person, or I did this and I shouldn't have done it. So all these thoughts are 
spiraling into a self-destruction mode, which is very detrimental into for your mental health, your emotional health. So that's the first uh, place. And I think one of the first areas where I would normally work with my clients um, when this is the situation that we are working on um, is how do we shift those thoughts and how do we stop ourselves from going there, right? Because those thoughts will come. We will need to find a why. And before you have your appointment with your doctor to find out why it didn't work, um, you don't have a why. You don't know. You don't know why that happens normally in most cases. So becoming aware of how you're talking to yourself and shifting those thoughts into more compassionate thoughts. You don't need necessarily to know why. You need to know that your brain wants to know why and stop yourself from blaming yourself, right? Um, even if it is uh, an issue of sperm quality, egg quality, um, there are different ways that you could talk to yourself about it. And there are different ways that you can approach um, in those moments um, that will take you to where you want to be instead of staying in that blaming and self-destructing spiraling of thoughts. Um, I often see that um, working on um, thought patterns in those moments and using tools that help you become aware of thoughts um, and also shifting thought patterns would be really helpful. Yeah. Yeah. And those, um, I think that is probably like one of the first things that really like instinctually happens, right. When we start trying to make sense of a situation that we don't like, um, is like, we want to blame something and we usually jump to ourselves first. Um, and we, you know, so I think, you know, I, I kind of want to backtrack a little bit, um, and kind of talk about like what happens the, like the moment that you decide something's failed. Right. Mm -hmm. And so this, this goes along with what you were just saying, what mm -hmm. happens the moment that you decide something has failed, how do you feel emotionally? How do you feel in your body physically even? And how does that contribute to, um, you know, it affecting your current, um, mindset, right? Mm -hmm. We can go even further and talk about like, how does that affect the, the rest of, um, your life, right? Like how does that affect the relationships that you have with friends and family? How does that affect, mm -hmm. um, the way you treat yourself? Are you beating yourself up? Right. Are you going to like, do you instinctually start, um, like binging on comfort foods, right? Do you start, 
numbing yourself by binging on shows and doing the whole, you know, um, binging on food and binging on shows at the same time, right? Like Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that's kind of like an instinctual comfort method that we use when like a pattern. Yeah. When we're feeling like when we're beating ourselves up, so we're feeling beat up, even though we're doing it to ourselves, like what, what happens next? Like we're, we slide into this, this, um, you know, comfort mode where we're just like, okay, now I need to like withdraw from life. I'm withdrawing from friends and family usually, um, you know, I mean, this isn't for everybody, everybody, you know, doesn't do this. I mean, maybe you do this for a certain amount of time and then, um, you know, I guess, depending on the, the quality of relationships you have and, and, um, you know, whether you're able to, or, you know, have trustworthy people in your lives that you're able to, um, you know, talk to about the situation, but, you know, where do you instinctually go with that, information that you quote unquote failed, right? Like something failed the outcome that you desired did not happen. Um, and so what Fran's talking about is like, what, what can you do after you have identified these feelings, these thought patterns, um, like, what can you do about it? What can you do now to get your, to pull yourself out of that so that you can move forward because we want forward progress, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what can you do now to prepare for next time in case something, a, a quote unquote failure happens again? Mm-hmm. Um how can we best nurture ourselves in a way that's not going to, um, you know, push us 10 steps backwards from where we were? Because I mean, in all reality, it's like, you know, when we have this goal, um, you know, wherever you are in your IVF cycle, whether you're just starting your cycle and, you know, you're just starting, um, you know, the, you're just starting your medications or whether you've already had your egg retrieval or whether you're, um, you know, you're ready to do transfer wherever you are in that cycle, you know, there's unfortunately the ability for something to fail. Right. And so preparing yourself as much as you possibly can for something like that. And that's not, we're not talking about focusing on like, okay, it's going to fail. Like what's my plan when it fails? It's more of like, you know, what are the tools that I can use? What can I start practicing now to where if it happens, if the failure happens, how can I support myself best to where I can recover from that? a little quicker and without it being so detrimental. Yeah. You're really talking about resilience. So how can I build my resilience Yeah. so that if it doesn't work, I'm not, you know, 
so down that I can't cope and live my life, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, which is definitely important and something that I think we even talked about in a different podcast episode. And I definitely want to explore this. But I think for someone who is in it now, you know, now is not the time to build resilience. You're mm-hmm. having to be resilient right now because you're in that moment where you've been, you know, really thrown under the bus because you're in shock. You really thought this was the month, this was the cycle. It's definitely going to, it was definitely going to work for you. And it didn't. So in that moment, if you worked on your resilience and you know what tools work for you, great. But sometimes it's not even enough. Like sometimes you still will need a support system around you. You will need more than what you thought. Because with these events, like events such as an event that is unexpected, is perhaps dramatic. Nothing can truly prepare you for that. Like you think you're prepared for it, but comes to the time where you have to deal with it, that's when you know if you were prepared or not. Right, so I think before we started recording, you were talking about expectations and maybe we can go a little bit more into expectations but if you didn't expect to need or to be in that position right um it's very hard for you to prepare for it because you're trying to be so positive you're trying to do all the things that you're supposed to be doing and you did them you did everything like you said you did everything that you could but still the negative came around and it didn't happen. And so you're in shock because you didn't expect that scenario. And then I'm just going to pause and go back to something that you said that I think is just also so important is how do you feel in your body? And you were saying, okay, the moment you decide that it failed, that something failed, how do you feel in your body? It's having those, having those, moments of connecting with your body and noticing what is actually happening for you um you will be much better equipped i want to say that to pick the right coping tool or know what to do next if you know what's happening in your body for you um and how it affects your life. And I think we cannot separate that moment to, you know, the rest of someone's lives. Everything happens. Um, it's so such a deep feeling that you can't just, I'm going to stop being this person now. So because I have to be somebody else in, you know, such time for work, for family, for friends. So it does impact. And I think anyone listening that has been through it, knows that it does impact you and your whole life, everyone around you. So going back to the resilience, the, the, the two points that I think are important on when we talk about resilience, right? And this is, yes, something that if you 
can prepare before you start start a cycle great but if you are in those moments that it's so deep into the sadness and the overwhelming and then the disbelief what in what just happened and there are two questions that you can keep asking yourself it's how do you connect to your body so what are the things that you do that can help you connect to your body and that could be things like practices yoga practice uh, body scan uh, breathing exercises you know things that you know help you connect to your body and if you don't know what connects to your body then find someone that can help you you know through that and the other one is how do you balance your energy so what are the things that bring your energy back to an optimal or neutral or a more positive energy level that could be a friend a specific friend once you spend time with that friend you feel much better um, if you're re-energized you feel more positive or happy um, so friends family could be time in nature could be a specific place that you go to um, and even though these are things that are normally I call the resilience recipe you know so how do we build your resilience um, by using this recipe we're going to go deep into this and find how we can build our resilience but in those moments of sadness and and shock um, those dramatic moments those are the things that you could like focus on and ask yourself and do more of or less of um, in order to help you in those moments so I just I just wanted to bring that into the conversation because I understand that that to the two sides how do I prepare for that negative outcome and how do I deal when the negative outcome is unexpected yeah and I think that's really important um to be able to recognize right when there is and we talked about you know expectations before we started recording here and um kind of like whose expectations right are these because sometimes if we're I guess we're, we're afraid to kind of come up with our own expectations and make them like realistic expectations, right? We can kind of ride on other people's expectations. So Fran was telling me a story um, about a client who was in you know, from my perspective, you know, was really riding on her endocrinologist's expectations, right? So, um, you know, the client was, or the, the, the client's reproductive endocrinologist was super happy with how, you know, the IVF cycle was going, egg retrieval went well. Um, and, you know, then when fertilization came around, they didn't, get any fertilized eggs. Is that correct, Fran? Yes. Um, so I really think like when 
when we are using other people's expectations like that and then the failure hits that can really actually be even more detrimental right because we didn't i mean for a couple of reasons probably right like we didn't really know what a realistic expectation should look like right and then there's the professional, right. Who had these expectations and they were, you know, super confident in these expectations and the outcome did not match those expectations. Right. So going back to really assessing like what you learned from in that experience and like what you need to kind of make sense, um, make the story make sense. Right. So really understanding how you feel about things, how, because I think when we're, when we're writing on somebody's expectations, um, it can, it can make it seem, um, like we lose trust in people. It can make it seem like, okay, well, I did all these things that this person said to do. Plus they were super, you know, confident in this working if I did these things, that's like a major punch in the gut when it doesn't actually work. And wow. I have, I, I have a client story that's different, but similar at the same time. So, um, I worked with a client recently. We actually worked together for about six months. Um, and she had a previous egg retrieval with a couple quote unquote, good eggs. Um, they didn't do any testing on the eggs, but the eggs fertilized, they were frozen, um, they did do one fresh transfer from that retrieval that ended in a miscarriage at 10 weeks. Um, and after that miscarriage, he came to me and we worked together where I identified some, um, hormone issues, some really crazy hormone issues. Um, she had a previous diagnosis of endometriosis that we had worked together on. Um, she had some gut issues that were definitely affecting her hormones, um, and her immune system, which we know is super important to identify when we're, you know, talking about miscarriage, she had recurring miscarriages. Um, and so we worked together for six months and we had talked about the considering, um, not using the eggs from the pre previous retrieval because of the risk that those eggs were not necessarily of good quality and that her eggs now, you know, after working together for six months, she had, you know, revamped her diet, her hormones were back on track. Um, her endometriosis had been taken care of. Um, she did have surgery for that. Um, but we worked together on, you know, balancing her hormones and, um, you know, her immune system. Cause there's an, an immune component to endometriosis. Anyways, 
she had decided based on her reproductive endocrinologist confidence and expectations that this next cycle using these frozen eggs from the previous retrieval would work. She went ahead and did it. Right. So going again, talking, you know, going through, um, you know, we're, we're talking about using writing on other people's confidence and expectations that something's going to work out well, long story short, she ended up having another miscarriage. And I really like, it breaks my heart every single time that happens. Um, because we start not trusting ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. We start not trusting our instincts. We start not trusting, you know, what our internal desires. And I think, you know, the instincts part is really actually kind of critical. We know a lot of the times we know just in the pit of our stomach, we have that feeling that something should happen or we should not go through with something. And we even can think of like, this is why we can even like have that in our conscious mind. This is why I think this should go a different way. Yet we choose to ignore that because we are riding on somebody else's confidence that we think is more competent to make that expectation, right? Like we think they know better. And so where am I going with this? Bringing that to light, but also, you know, we need to come back to, you know, when those experiences happen where we're riding on somebody else's confidence, somebody else's expectations, we need to kind of reel that back in, not beat ourselves up about Mm -hmm. it so much. We need to identify that. We need to pay attention to that. And we need to do things that are going to cultivate self-trust so that, and I'm going back to the resilience thing, so that next time we can feel safer trusting our gut instinct, we can feel safer asking the questions so that we have more clarity before we just go along with the thing, right? Like, is there more information that you need to feel good and make your expectation slash confidence in the situation matching the other person's, right? Like we don't want to just ride on their expectations. We don't want to ride on their confidence. We want to have that same confidence too. And I think trusting our intuition, our gut instinct, like that need to make it make sense, right? It's Mm -hmm. all comes, it comes back to making it make sense. We need to, um, make sure that we're, we're voicing that we're asking the questions. We are understanding that part of the situation, the equation. I love that. I love that. I love how you got the trusting in in ourselves and that goes you know alongside expectations 
and having that trust that we know better um, because that trust is knocked down by a failed cycle by a shocked outcome so you know processing and then giving yourself the time to build that trust again to be in that place again is crucial before you move into anything whatever it is that is next for you and what's next for you is really personal only you can decide but once you have that trust within you that decision will come easier not only easier but you will live with that decision in much more peace than than if that decision came because it was the only option yeah and i think part of it is like is taking responsibility for the things that you can control right and letting go of the things that you can't control right there are definitely things you can't control. There are things that you can't foresee, mm-hmm. but there are, you know, taking responsibility for the things you can control. And I'm talking about, because I see this over and over and over again, and I coach literally every single one of my clients on this, mm-hmm. asking the questions until you have an understanding, right? Asking why, asking when asking how like you deserve to know those answers and that's going to help you to build that healthy expectation that realistic expectation mm-hmm. yeah right and that's that is going to that's going to help in the now it's going to help you make sense of the situation it's going to help you um feel more confident about making decisions it's going to help um really building that resilience. Yeah. You know, so, um, yeah, taking the responsibility for those things that you can control is definitely helpful as well. So the key points are here, building resilience, making sure you're writing on your expectations, not on somebody else's going back to trusting yourself more than anyone trust your gut feeling making sure that you're connected to your gut feeling that you can notice the signs and then um the last point which was remind me what the last point was um noticing i think how how you feel in the moment some things decide you know you decide something's failed um, just taking note notice of that. Yeah. And notice your patterns. Yeah, learning your patterns, learning how you cope. Yeah, Perfect. those are all, all amazing, amazing strategies, ways that you can really get through something now. Some, you know, and, and also how you can begin and continue to build that resiliency yeah yeah great thank you so much jen i think uh, that will definitely help people out there who need right now to know what to do or to know how to prepare for what's next i hope that you who is listening um, found this helpful if you have any questions or any comments Um, Jen and I are available you can find our contacts in the show notes 
and I'll see you next time. See you next week. Bye now.